What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, I just watched the first ever live action Star Wars TV show. How fucking cool is that? This is history in the making. I hope you guys didn't have too many issues downloading the app. I know there was some connection problems all over the place. I actually saw a graph that showed red in the states that were having issues, and it looked like a nuke went off in Chicago and in New York. I'm not for sure what that was all about, but it looks like they have the kinks out now. I haven't had any issues since uh, probably noon yesterday. And I feel sorry for anyone not living in the United States. You motherfuckers have to wait until like spring for Disney+. Plus. I think I saw a date of like March 31st. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, you have to wait at least a month or two, all right? That sucks. By the time Mandalorian is all wrapped up, I'm sure it'll be spoiled. So, you know, stay away from Facebook, stay away from social media, go live in a hole. But anyway, I've been waiting for this since George Lucas was talking about the Star Wars Underworld show he was working on back in the day. Now it's here. We have Star Wars TV, so let's break it down. I think a lot of us are probably of the opinion that Star Wars needed some help, right? I mean, Star Wars has become very controversial ever since Disney took over, and the last few years have been pretty rough on the wars. You know, we needed something that would unite the fans. We needed something that the fans could rally behind. Is The Mandalorian it? I don't know. It's too early to tell, but I definitely think it has some promise. I, I saw a headline, and it said that The Mandalorian should be called a new hope for Star Wars. I agree 100%. Disney knocks it out of the park with this first episode. I mean, the fan service is there. I miss fan service. Uh, the characters, the setting, it's all very much Star Wars. And if the lines between TV and the theater experience weren't blurred already, especially with like Game of Thrones, they are now. I mean, there are shots in this that feel big. And there's also a handful of shots that, you know, aren't that great, but... For the most part, Disney spent the money to make this feel and look like Star Wars. Um, it wants to have the size and scope of a movie, and for the most part, I think it succeeds. If this is the future of Star Wars, this first episode, I am excited. Maybe television is the best place for Star Wars for a while. You know, it, it's a good way to get rid of Skywalkers, Jedis, and just go exploring. You know, go exploring the gritty corners of the galaxy. And don't get me wrong. I like Jedi shit, but I think it's time to explore another section of the galaxy. Give me an X-Wing spinoff. Give me a live-action Clone Wars spinoff following the squads. You know, show me things I haven't seen before within live-action. You know, maybe they just need to reverse-engineer Star Wars for a while. Concentrate on TV, and then when we're invested in the characters, go to the big screen with a spinoff movie. You know, after a few seasons, if they wanted to, Mandalorian could do big money as a feature-length movie, or maybe do a Breaking Bad did and make a straight streaming movie like El Camino. Guys, the sky's the limits right now for Star Wars. And from a story standpoint, what I love about The Mandalorian is it's very basic. Um, it's a simple space spaghetti western with bounty hunters, aliens, aliens that we recognize, 
robots, and shootouts. And I like how we're just dropped into the bounty hunting business, not knowing anything about the Mandalorian except that he's this lone wolf badass. I'm all fucking about it. And back to the aliens for a minute. I like seeing new species, but the new movies gave us new everything. I think the Mandalorian gave us a, a healthy mix of old and new. Also, just a great blend of practical effects and CGI, especially for a TV show. Um, I also want to give some love to Dave Filoni. He was the main man behind the Clone Wars TV show, which, you know, I'm hit or miss with. It seems like every 10 episodes you get one worth talking about. I know I'm in the minority, but this is his first time directing live action, and I think he did a great job. I think we get a new director every episode, and I like that different directors are coming in for this series because hopefully they're trying to one-up each other. You know, with different people collaborating, I think it might be in our best interest. I want to see different talent playing in the Star Wars sandbox. Maybe in the future we can get talent like Del Toro, Christopher Nolan, uh, maybe Ryan Johnson can come back and show the fans that he gets Star Wars. I think he's a great director, he just had too much freedom with Last Jedi. Mandalorian Season 2 just started filming and Carl Weathers gets to direct a few episodes. That's awesome. And props to John Favreau, who serves as creator, head writer, showrunner. I hope he can stay consistent throughout the entire season. So far, so good. It feels right now, it feels like John Favreau and Dave Filoni made a list of their favorite Star Wars things, all the cool shit they love about Star Wars, and put them all in this first episode. I mean, we get the monkey lizard species from Jabba's Palace, gonk droids, stormtroopers, uh, there's aliens playing Sabacc, uh, we got bounty hunting droids, Jawas armor making, uh, cantinas. I mean, it feels like a story I would have made when I was running Star Wars role-playing games. Like I said, the fan service is strong with this one. And from what I've seen, fans are digging it. Also, I didn't even know I needed Carl Weathers, Nick Nolte, and Werner Herzog in my Star Wars. Dude, Werner Herzog, in just a few minutes of screen time, leaves an impression like Peter Cushing as Moff Tarkin in A New Hope. Werner Herzog sounds like Star Wars, if that makes sense. And Nick Nolte, as an Ugnaught character, will become a fan favorite. Nick Nolte and Star Wars. I would never have guessed it would work so well. But the real scene stealer is Taika Waititi's IG-11. Holy shit, the way he looks, moves, talks is absolutely badass. He's the best droid in the Disney era. He puts K2SO in that shitty droid from Solo to shame. Um, BB-8 is pretty cool, but IG-11 is boss. When he goes into kill mode, let's just say he does some of the coolest shit in the Disney era. I haven't seen anything as cool in Star Wars since Darth Vader uh, in the end of uh, Rogue One. And I was not expecting IG-11 to get killed by the Mandalorian. What the fuck, man? That sucked. I hope he comes back. No, no. He needs to come back, either teaming up or tracking down the Mandalorian. I don't care which one. He better not be done. His character's awesome. He's badass. We need that character's energy. We need IG-11 in Star Wars. And uh, let's talk about the big cliffhanger. Unfortunately, it was ruined for me through Facebook. So guys, you have to be careful when things like this come out. Star Wars, Marvel movies, people want to spoil everything. Uh, but the bounty that the Mandalorian and IG-11 is looking for is a baby Yoda. Not Yoda since this series takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, but... But Yoda's race, which hasn't been talked about in canon of my knowledge. So I'm curious to see who wants baby Yoda and why. Uh, is the baby going to be force sensitive? You know, I kind of hope not. I want to stay rooted in scum and villainy. I want to stay grounded. I want this to be a space western. I don't want to get into Jedi territory. But the story does have me hooked. I'm interested. I also have a few other questions. You know, who wants baby Yoda? You know, uh, also, why does the Mandalorian hate droids? Is it because of the flashbacks? 
Um, is he really a Mandalorian or is he just a poser? I remember back in the day, there was a story being worked on where a guy finds Boba Fett's armor and becomes Boba Fett to make money. Could this be a recycled idea? Is he the real Mandalorian? So the story does have me hooked. Now, I do have a few negatives. I'm hoping the music grows on me. I forget the composer's name, but he scored Black Panther and the Creed movies, just to name a few, but I'm really mixed on the music. Some of it works, and there are bits that don't work at all. I mean, there's a scene when the Mandalorian is riding his beast, he's trained it, he's riding it, and the music straight sounds like fucking Rocky music. It's so weird. I'm used to that John Williams score, that magic sound that just sweeps you away. And while this is fresh and new, it doesn't quite feel like Star Wars. You know, we'll see if it grows on me. Also, the Mandalorian's voice seemed very soft. I was thinking he'd be more gruff sounding, more intimidating. So we'll see if that grows on me as well. And just a side note, I'm curious if we'll see Pedro Pascal's face this season. You know, mid-season, the end of the season, you don't cast an actor with his abilities and don't show his face. And uh, something else that didn't work was the Mandalorian's first bounty. He's this blue fish alien. Looks like the Shape of Water fish guy said fuck it and let himself go. I wasn't digging his humor or even his voice. Um, it felt very Marvel, very James Gunn, very Guardians. I'm curious if that character will be coming back. It's, it's a very interesting choice to have him be his first bounty. Also, 39 minutes is not very long for an episode. Uh, but I will say the pacing was tight. I guess I'd rather have tight episodes than a lot of will spinning like Walking Dead. So I guess I can't complain there. I think those are my only negatives. Look, guys, I can't wait for the next episode. It releases on Friday. I have no idea when it releases, though. Is it going to be Thursday night at midnight or sometime Friday? But I am excited. Did I tell you guys I watched this episode three times? I'm, I'm going to probably watch it again tonight. I'm going to probably watch it again Friday, uh, right before the, uh, the next episode comes out. Again, I can't believe I just reviewed our first Star Wars TV show. Pretty soon the Disney tab, the, the Star Wars tab, will be full of new Star Wars content. I'm talking about the Obi-Wan series, the Cassian Andor series. I hope we get a Solo series. I wasn't a big fan of the Solo movie, but I do definitely think we, we have some loose ends there. And I would love to see that in TV land, in, on Disney+. Plus. Man, in a, in a few years, we might be saying this was the day that John Favreau and Dave Filoni saved the franchise. It looks like Star Wars might have found its place in TV land, guys. A place where it can recreate itself, unite most of the fans. There's always going to be stragglers that say, Fuck Star Wars! It's, I think this could unite most of the fans. Disney will probably take a break from making you know more movies for a while. I hope we do get that Knights of the Republic. That's my jam. But I'm cool with, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm cool with a Star Wars cinematic hiatus if we're getting this kind of content. All I know is we get a steady dose of Star Wars until the end of the year. We get uh, eight episodes, I think, of Mandalorian, and that takes us, uh, I think, a week past Rise of Skywalker. So for the next month, guys, for the next month and a half, nothing but Star Wars, and that's awesome. Anyway, guys, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Will The Mandalorian unite the fans? Did you like it? Are you still excited for Rise of Skywalker? Or did this still its thunder? Were you even able to connect to Disney Plus? What's your thoughts? Let me know. Anyway, guys, thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. If you're looking for a long-form podcast with some guys just shooting the shit about movies, then look for our weekly episodes on the website. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, I have spoken. Yeah.